I am Panagiotis Kutsabasis uh, from the University of the Aegean, Greece. Uh, I am also an assistant professor and uh, me and my colleagues, we have um, uh, developed and we propose a method for evaluation of um, mobile games for cultural heritage. Uh, it is perhaps a bit uh, different presentation from uh, what is common in um, this conference because it is about an evaluation method. Um, now, uh, let me um, say a few uh, words about uh, mobile games for cultural heritage. As you all know, it, it's a specific classroom interactive location-based games. And um, it is uh, a trend, I would say, that uh, uh, many people now, uh, we are uh, developing those kind of games. Uh, uh, with regard to expert reviews of mobile games for cultural heritage, uh, we have seen in, uh, uh, and we all know in the scientific literature that uh, they are needed because uh, experts can uh, provide insightful uh, feedback uh, during the uh, design and development of those mobile games. And um, however, evalu evaluations of mo mobile games for cultural heritage have to be performed in the field. So you have to bring experts in the field. They have to examine various dimensions of playability, including gameplay, usability, functionality, and so on. Um, and they need to incorporate contextual, several contextual factors about the location and the cultural content of these games, which also requires uh, expert reviews and local experts. So we have constructed this uh, formative empirical review method of uh, about mobile games for cultural heritage that requires experts to perform uh, field play testing uh, with minimal uh, researcher intervention. And um, we have refined this approach uh, to collect various uh, data about uh, aspects of uh, playability. Uh, and we have applied this method in the evaluation of two mobile games, which have um, uh, similar game design. Uh, they have been developed in terms of, uh, of a project that uh, we are working into. And um, we have found that this method yields very many performance indicators and facilitates participants to, provo to, to propose uh, thoughtful uh, recommendations and also affords uh, in context and in situ production of cultural content. So um, why a new evaluation method? Uh, because um, in HCI, you know, we all know that evaluation methods are generic and they need to be adapted uh, in specific application domains, interactive technologies, and so on. Um, generally, expert-based evaluations in HCI are not very common. We usually do evaluations with uh, users. Um, and if we do make evaluations with experts, we are based or heuristics, actually, but this is not very useful for uh, mobile games for cultural heritage uh, because it's not very easy to, to identify uh, really good heuristics in this domain. And um, in location-based games, uh, expert evaluation is, is not very common. So we envisage perhaps that uh, this method could be taken up uh, for, for other developments as well. And uh, if we have seen in, in the scientific literature that uh, some methods that have been proposed are 
based on long sets of heuristics, which are not easily cannot be really easily applied in in different situations. Um, so, uh, in location-based games for cultural heritage, we need to employ uh, experts uh, of cultural heritage, local experts, uh, museologists, um, museum staff, and um, archaeologists, perhaps. Uh, anyone who is uh, related to the cultural heritage. Uh, and also field testing is essential because we're talking about mobile uh, location-based games. And um, cooperative evaluation, which is about uh, having pairs of users or pairs of experts to discuss with each other in order to come up with uh, suggestions, uh, improvements, recommendations, so on. We believe it's a good idea because also because uh, it is rare that people visit cultural sites alone. They often use uh, visit sites uh, with people, with other companies, so they often discuss and come up with uh, suggestions and so on. Uh, so uh, the process of this uh, method, uh, we have recruited expert evaluations, uh, evaluators that are either cultural heritage experts, that is local experts, museum curators, or museum staff, uh, to assess uh, and evaluate cultural heritage aspects of the games and the uh, peers, uh, that is designers and developers to assess the game aspects uh, from, from their perspective. Um, the process involves that experts play the game in pairs as they would do if they were visitors of the cultural site and they cooperate and discuss during play. On the other hand, these experts are uh, observed by evaluators who observe closely, do not intervene in their interaction with uh, the mobile games and the uh, site, uh, but keep notes, audio and video records. And we have also, uh, we, come up, we have come up with a taxonomy, let's say, or a classification of notes uh, that can be uh, perhaps used in other um, situations to um, complement with uh, with the method and uh, at the end uh, we conduct short post hoc uh, discussion with summary with uh, verification findings with write up findings and we can also use some questionnaires we have done that in these evaluations uh, so uh, about the documentation note taking we have uh, found this taxonomy useful, the taxonomy of uh, highlighting, uh, finding and keeping track of data about performance indicators, about uh, uh, how uh, the players perform in the game. And of course, this depends on the type of the game. We are proposing some of these indicators, but of course, they might not be suitable for all games. Uh, we also, uh, propose playability findings, findings about uh, gameplay, about usability, about functionality, about the location context and the cultural heritage content. Um, I will also give examples about this in, in a few minutes. Um, we also uh, identify recommendations, um, corrections, redesigns, minor redesigns, and so on, and benchmarking questionnaires. We collect data also with benchmarking, all this uh, throughout this process. So uh, let me uh, present to you in a couple of minutes the two games that we have developed. Uh, both games are about uh, intangible cultural heritage sites of the Aegean, of uh, the Aegean Sea, of two Aegean islands. The first game is about Tinian Marble Crafts. Tinian Marble Crafts is uh, uh, heritage that is enlisted in UNESCO, uh, and it is about um, 
uh, art and craft of working with marble and creating uh, marble works um, that are ma mainly used in architecture, but also in, uh, in everyday life. And um, we have uh, uh, worked with the Museum of Marble Craft, which is in Tinos and exhibits the equipment and explains the techniques used to mine and manipulate marble volumes. And you can see also in this slide pictures of uh, the settlement uh, of Pyrgos, which is uh, the place where the game is uh, played and uh, the museum is located, and also pictures of the, of the museum. And um, the other game is about industrial oil, oil production. Uh, it is about, uh, this is uh, located in, in Lesbos and in a settlement called Yabaraskevi. Uh, and um, here in Lesbos, uh, the uh, olive oil, uh, it is an island full of olive, uh, uh, olive trees. And uh, it, there is a long, long tradition that can be traced back in antiquity uh, about making uh, olive oil. And there is a museum of industrial olive oil production, uh, which has an interesting story, uh, which is uh, about uh, the technology and the social and uh, historical circumstances that uh, created the need for for this uh, uh, community uh, organized uh, um, olive mill, olive press, and now which is now the museum. So uh, these. Um, applications, two mobile games, uh, they uh, can be also located in Google Play. Uh, in uh, this uh, slide, I'm giving you um, a small taste of this uh, of these games. And um, actually, we have uh, used several um, mechanics uh, in these games, including graphic maps uh, or actual maps, uh, including um, missions, challenges, experience points, uh, virtual characters that help uh, the, the user to uh, find out um, about uh, the, the heritage and about the, the missions and challenges. And uh, if you, I'm just giving you a few um, short videos of these games, you can see that the design is very similar, but the cultural content is uh, different because it concerns two different cultural sites. Uh, you can, of course, uh, locate and download those games in, uh, in a Play Store, uh, provided your device can uh, support um, functionality on uh, augmented reality, and uh, it is an AR coordinated device because at the end, the users uh, get rewards in uh, uh, about uh, several uh, virtual uh, digital tools that are in 3D and they can view them in their place. So um, in this uh, slide, um, which is a very loaded slide, uh, but however, uh, it, I, I'm giving you a, a taste of the mechanics, the dynamics and the aesthetics of the, of the design of this game. And um, let me now uh, go to the evaluation of these games. Uh, for the first game, we have uh, recruited uh, 10 experts. And for the second game, we have recruited uh, 14 experts. Uh, in both uh, situations, the profiles of the experts were similar. Uh, about half of them were cultural heritage experts, and the rest 
were uh, peers, that is designers and developers, and project managers, and um, playtesting play sessions uh, took place during a two, day, two days meeting of um, the project at the museum sites. And um, during the sessions, uh, we, for HCI researchers, observed all players. They recorded uh, several data on about their uh, the playing the gameplay and uh, let me now uh, talk a bit about this uh, these findings uh, first kind of data is about performance indicators so we wanted to uh, discover and um, identify several uh, performance indicators you can see them on in in the table, for example, game completion time. Um, we weren't really sure how would people, uh, what, how much time they would need to complete the game because it's a location-based game. They need, they have time in between gameplay uh, to move on from one location to another and so on. Uh, this has covered and so on. Um, so we collected this type of uh, information, which is, of course, indicative of what users would do but experts in in this kind of method they acted like users anyway um uh, a second aspect of uh, data gathered was uh, playability findings these were about the gameplay the usability the functionality location context and cultural heritage content we observed that a common pattern of playability findings between the two games which was anticipated because uh, we have followed the same design but um, it also verifies that the method yields consistent qualitative findings and we with regard to general playability findings which concerned the you know the general mechanics of, of the game uh, we saw uh, the, the most uh, the most issues discovered were about usability and in this slide, you can see some um, examples. In uh, challenge-specific uh, playability findings, uh, when users moved on into specific challenges, uh, location context issues are more uh, often, and uh, also cultural heritage content issues are most common. But uh, what was uh, really uh, useful uh, with this kind of challenge-specific playability findings was that uh, we could easily discover what was wrong and um, for example some guidelines to a specific location if they were wrong we uh, we discovered them easily uh, through the behavior of the uh, of the players and the experts and we uh, also drafted quickly the correct the correction or the, the, the correct action uh, or the redesign that needed to be uh, done uh, later on. Uh, with regard to recommendations, we um, saw that uh, also we divided them in general challenge-specific recommendations. We saw that uh, with regard to general recommendations, most um, recommendations were about uh, minor redesign issues. And uh, in challenge-specific recommendations, we had uh, many corrections in both games. Uh, most of them were minor uh, about uh, phrasing about uh, you know uh, guiding the user a bit uh, better and uh, with regard to benchmarking questionnaires we 
uh, used two questionnaires uh, in both uh, the system usability scale, which is a very common questionnaire to, to use in usability studies, and the user experience questionnaire. For both questionnaires, we saw that uh, users were very happy, very satisfied with uh, the usability and the user experience of the games. Uh, however, they um, we saw that uh, there were still things that could be improved or uh, you know uh, refined. So, uh, moving to the discussion and conclusion, we saw that the method has several performance indicators. Some of them might be useful for, for other circumstances. The method is very productive in findings about several dimensions of playability. Um, it's very productive also in recommendations for redesign. And uh, perhaps what I would like to stress is that um, we could, these recommendations were valid because we discussed them in situ with experts and we found easily uh, ways to, to work and workarounds to and the, the redesign of the, of the games really fast during uh, this uh, evaluation process. The process was also enjoyable for all participants. And um, last slide, uh, this is a purposeful synthesis of existing HI evaluation methods. It is a design review method rather than an inspection because it does not rest on heuristics, but on uh, expert opinion. It is an empirical method which unfolds as experts experience the games, and it requires play, play testing in the field. Uh, so thank you for this uh, presentation. I think I'm just about on time, and you can find out more about the game in in, in Google Play and uh, in the Play Store. Thank you. Wonderful. Uh, thank you, and quick round of virtual applause. Though I don't know if speakers can see that, but. Um... <laughs> Yeah, we have uh, one question um, from the audience. I think I can read really quickly. Um, this is uh, from uh, Rila Khalid. Um, thank you. Uh, this is a really interesting. I noticed that much of the feedback from the experts was minor, uh, mm -hmm. which is in keeping with the kind of feedback you can expect uh, for more final stage testing. Uh, could this process be introduced earlier in case larger changes need to be introduced? Mm -hmm. Uh, th that's a nice question. Actually, we did have a fully functional version of the games uh, before we asked the experts. We did that and because we wanted actually to show a good image to the experts. Uh, but if we had, uh, let's say, a, a trusty relationship with them, then perhaps we could also do this process earlier on. But if we didn't have a fu fully functional prototype, perhaps we could do it on um, mockups or, or on... Um, let's say a Figma prototype, perhaps. Uh, if you know Figma, it's a design tool that can create a workable version of the prototype and so on. However, we wanted to, to ask experts at this kind of late stage in the project because there are, uh, there are a lot of details that need to be taken care of uh, when we are talking about cultural heritage projects. And uh, these uh, cultural heritage experts uh, often uh, emphasize detail and they, it's good that they do so. So my proposal would be that it would be perhaps better to, to try your best to have a fully functional version and then go with experts and then of course with uh, users. Thank you.